0: All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast, the first episode of the year where Michigan State is a loss in the loss column. <laughs> Tony Paul of the Detroit News here, joined by Matt Charbonneau, fresh off the boat from West Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, my least favorite of the Big Ten college towns. I saw some debate about this on Twitter last night, and I'm I'm one of your pick- Colleagues from the paper in Lansing seems to like West Lafayette, and I don't understand that at all. But that's a podcast for another day, probably. Who is it?
1: Who who's it in the running with? I mean, it's it's pretty low.
0: It's low. It's very low. It's like I haven't been to Piscataway, but I mean, West Lafayette's pretty down there. I mean, then again, I haven't been there for a football game. I've been there for basketball. So who knows? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I don't. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. But no. uh, Purdue 40, Michigan State 29, um, shades, uh, a little bit of 1999 written all over it a little bit. I mean, coming off the big win of a Michigan, I know you wrote today that it wasn't an emotional letdown. I tend to agree. It was, there was some foreshadowing, no question to a game like this. Um, but, uh, the comparisons obviously is Michigan, the win over Michigan, and the next week they get blown up by a, a really good Purdue offense. Happened in '99. Happened again yesterday. Um, Michigan State falls to eight and one. Um, still ranked higher, by the way, than Michigan in uh, in the AP poll. Michigan State is eighth. Michigan is ninth. Uh, Michigan, of course, beat Indiana twenty nine seven yesterday. But um, I guess uh, I mean look. Purdue, uh, hat tip all you want to their quarterback, threw for 537 yards, the second most ever thrown against Michigan State, Um, had just tons to work with and took advantage of it. Purdue, Purdue, in my mind, did what Michigan didn't do. Michigan State gave them the passing lanes, took away the running again from Purdue, and did it last week against Michigan. I felt like Purdue took what was there. And if Michigan took what was there, I think that maybe there's a different result last week. Yeah. Um, we've seen this from Michigan State. That I agreed with your your piece today. I don't believe this was a letdown. I believe that it, it was foreshadowed by several games this year. And a good yeah. offense, a really good offense with a really hot quarterback took advantage and handed Michigan State a loss.
1: And and this is where I think last week that that Jim Harbaugh and his staff got out coached a little bit in this sense.
0: And, and I'm not insisting on in a bash
1: Michigan thing, whatever. But it's... It, it, Jeff Brom even said after the game, I mean, he basically said, look, we ran it a few times just to say, we, you know, you wanted to have some sort of balance or some thought in Michigan State's mind that they might run it. But he said, look, there's things we've done good this year and they haven't, you know, so we were obviously going to play to those strengths. And, and that's exactly what you just said. They knew they could do the ball. They, they, they knew Michigan State had trouble most of the year uh defending the pass so why were they not gonna you know i mean when they got backed up in the one lane in the game where you thought there was still a glimmer of hope you know they immediately throw you know a deep ball down the sideline and connect on it how many teams are going to do that not many but they knew at that point what's working it wasn't going to be running the ball off tackle and i think michigan to some extent a week ago was a little bit stubborn with that and you saw an offense with purdue that wasn't uh it did exactly what you just said took what was there and you know you're right Michigan State we've seen this coming for a while um and and the corners weren't healthy I mean they haven't played great all year but they were also a little banged up back there but that's not really an excuse it's just you felt like you it's could a, it's a it soft coming.
0: it's a soft secondary it, is, it, what is. it I, is
1: I think a little bit of that because they don't want to get beat deep you saw right. a little bit of it early in the year so they're a little bit leery of it the problem is people are running free underneath left and right. And if you're not tackling well, if you're not in position, then they're going to burn you And The screen game was mm-hmm. really effective. I'm not even talking about the crazy, you know, 14 reverse pass, whatever thing that ended up in a screen of all things. And they scored right. a touchdown on it, but they, they, they were heard on it multiple times. It was, you know, some of it was, some of it's bad luck. You know, you call a certain play one time and they have called the other play. It's just it, it, as Mel Tucker said at the end of the game, it catches up to you when it catches up to you, right? And that's, this it. was this mm-hmm. was the night, man. And and, and well, then was the flip and side, it,
0: and it was going to right. And, and the flip side is the to.
1: offense was just a little bit out of sync. They weren't right. terrible,
0: no. Right. Well, but there's they other weeks. The, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And honestly, if Kenny Walker doesn't fumble for the first time this year, that could be that could end up being a touchdown drive. And the chop block on the drive in the red zone uh, later on. So right there, if those end up two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Instead, they end up zero points because they had, you know, the backup kicker missed the forty some yarder. Uh, but if those end up with touchdowns, Michigan State still so wins this game. That's how right. and, they, that's how potent they can be with Kenny Walker right. and Peyton Thorne.
1: And we're talking about then about how they found a way to win again, right? And Which that's is what, what they've done talked, talked about
0: all year, that's,
1: right? You know. And it so you had a night when you re, you knew you couldn't have an, an offensive possession that didn't produce something. And in the third quarter, when it really turned, they had back to back three and outs, and that was it. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were playing catch up from there and you, you almost knew you weren't going to get a stop and those two drives hurt you. And it's, so, so you don't want to like dump on the offense and say you didn't do enough, but because the defense simply could not get off the field. But when you had those two drives, that kind of, kind of did you in at that point? I mean, they had a shot late, but again, they need one stop and Purdue marched down the field. So, you know, it, it all goes into it. And you mentioned the special, you know, this kicker, they had a few injuries, They've been living a little bit of charmed life on that till this point. And we always wondered about their depth, um, and that certainly didn't help them in this game. So a lot of things kind of came together in this one for it to go the wrong way. I I really really don't think it's the whole uh, "we just thought we'd show up and win" thing. I I did no, not get that sense at all.
0: No, you know you don't get that sense from Mel Tucker, and 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 they didn't just lay it out. By the way, they didn't play. They played a very. I mean, they got beat pretty soundly, although they had a chance to win. I mean, they didn't just lay down. They haven't laid down all year. I mean, again, if they don't turn the ball over early and blockers fumble, and if they don't have the chop block in the in the red zone, they might win the game. Who knows? Yeah. And um, Purdue's not. The you, know, and by the way, they, you know. Yeah. And there was people... the there was the the possible shared possession ball that ended up yeah. being an interception that they didn't look at. There were things that could have gone. I'm not saying that Michigan State fans should blame the refs because that's absurd. And uh, you know, Who but there, you know, but there are always points in the game where, uh, you know, things could go. And so they had a chance to win the game still. And that's what they've been all year. They, you know, they played with fire with Nebraska and Michigan and, and, you know, and Miami until they had that late surge in a lot of games this year. But they found a way to get it done. Just didn't quite have enough. A couple things went against them, and and the defense just got – it broke. I mean, like that whole Ben don't break. We've heard it too much. Well, it broke. We've been to rubber band enough, it's going to snap. And and that's what happened with with Michigan State's defense yesterday. Look, I'm of the opinion – you know, yeah, Michigan State fans would love to be nine and zero against eight and one. This doesn't change anything. I mean, you run the table, you run the table. Um, but I don't think any of us were sitting here saying this team's going to go twelve and zero. I mean, you, you, we saw that this isn't a perfect football team. Um, yeah. they are, they're they're eight and one now. Um, okay, you know, bounce back against Maryland and and see what happens the final two weeks. Yeah, um, I don't think it changes a whole lot in the grand scheme of things.
1: It doesn't. In fact, if you were going to lose a game, this is a game you wanted. You could afford to lose if your goal is to get mm-hmm. to the big champ- 10 championship and win that because you can still do that if you win out, mm-hmm. right? If, if you were 11 and one and your loss was against Ohio State, well, you can't do that then. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing too is you mentioned that th- look, this team is this roster is so much better than it was even a year ago, but it's far from complete. No, no, I mean, we're no. we get wrapped up in uh, we, I mean, all of us, I do too, Kenneth Walker. And, and some of the other guys that have shown up and the way Jaden Reed has played this year and just all these things. But you also look back that whole secondary, all the cornerbacks are essentially new, um, it, that it's going to take time for this whole roster to really get at an elite level, especially with the depth. You, you know, the offense was really different without Jalen Naylor out there. It right. just was, right. um, how much Jarrett horse at left tackle hurt. I'm sure a little. But still, the offensive line wasn't awful. I mean, you know, Thorne was pressured a little, and I think that kind of bugged him early. Uh, but Kenneth Walker certainly found he holes found a couple of but
0: he didn't he didn't find the holes that he had been finding. Uh, there was definitely more clutter there in the middle. Than yeah, it, than
1: a I little did. bit. It felt, you but know? it wasn't like the Indiana game where you felt like there was nowhere to run. No, no, if there and, was, and he
0: busted a couple, and there was a couple yeah. holes late that you know he certainly had another good game. And by the way, he's now up to number two in the Heisman favorite according to Bet MGM which he was number three last week and number four the week before that. So clearly he's continuing to build his stock, but uh, no, there's work to do on the roster. I think everyone knew that. I mean, they got a lot of transfers, they got a lot of new guys, and and it's been a quick rebuild, but I don't think anyone thought this was the finished product. I mean, I sat here a couple of weeks ago, even last week, I said that I think Michigan and Michigan state are both going to go 10 and two after last week's game. I still think that's very, very possible. Yeah. Um, I think that then that would be great. You know, that would be fine. I don't think anyone was sitting here going, this team's going to the college football playoff game. Yeah. yes, they were ranked third because they were undefeated and they're from the Big Ten. And, you know, it is what it is. But this was always going to be a game against a, a, a quarterback who, by the way, is either hit or miss. And if he was missed, the right. Michigan State wins this game easy. Right. But he had he had a game like he had against Iowa. And by well, the way, this is the 17th yeah. time that Purdue as an unranked yeah. team has beaten a top five team, the most in college football history by six Michigan state, by the way, has 10 of those wins. Yeah. But, um, this is uh, a Purdue team that just, they beat Iowa and that should have opened some eyes. Iowa's a fine team. That,
1: Look, that's the thing sport. that cracks me up the, mm-hmm. is people see, they hear Purdue and they just think, "Wow, well, it's Purdue. Well, no. you're clearly not paying attention. No. I mean, this is not a bad football team. They're a good football team. And in fact, in the ridiculous West, and they're in like a 14 way tie for first now, but, yeah, I mean they're good, they're a good league, solid yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, they're not great. They don't run the ball well. Um, you know their their defense is okay, but it's a team that can put up some points and can beat you. Just ask Iowa. I mean, yeah, they have yeah. already done it this year, so mm-hmm. it's not like it was. You didn't go lose to you know, Rod- you know, Northwestern something like that. One no, of these terrible teams.
0: Also a decent team against a quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know who just. Aiden O'Connell found a way and, and just yeah. and just picked it apart and uh, especially on third down. Third down was obviously the huge play or huge oh. uh, huge in the game. Eleven for eighteen was it? Eleven for eighteen on. Third Eleven for down eighteen. It was for, ten uh, for thirteen. It was yeah. ten for
1: thirteen at one point where you're just like there. It doesn't matter if it's third and one or third and twenty one.
0: Right. You it just, was just like, uh, well, they're gonna pick it up. No, that was huge, and third-down conversions are backbreakers. I mean, your defense is feeling it, your offense is feeling it, and then the the wind gets sucked out of you. Purdue 11 for 18 on those conversions, and Xavier Henderson, you caught up with him after the game, and here's what he had to say uh, about the third-down issues for Michigan State. Story of the season, isn't it? Um, We just got to be better with our technique, I think is what it is, you know. Um, Maybe that's something we, we need to work on a little bit more in practice. Uh, we, we, like I even, we've we got the defense together. Um, like some extra time in the afternoon to watch third down, but we still weren't able to get off. So it's got to be fixed. Yeah, he's right. He said it's the story of the season, and it has yeah. been. But again, they've been able to overcome that. And yesterday, you know, and look, you had the ball by Reed that was dropped. You know, that was right yeah. out money. I mean, there were just there were instances. This was not a Michigan State team that went in there. I remember when Michigan State went in. I, I was my first year at Michigan State was 1999. They beat Michigan. Then they go to Purdue and they get the doors blown off them by Drew Brees. And then the next week they go to Wisconsin and they get the doors blown off them by Ron Dane. This yep. wasn't that. This was a team yeah. that had a few things that they just didn't execute on. They had a rare fumble by a Heisman Trophy candidate. They had a bad, bad penalty that they shouldn't have taken in the red zone. They had a couple balls missed and they still could have won the game. You know, this wasn't a team that just rolled over. It was a team that just got beat by a team that played better yesterday.
1: More than just that one penalty. There were, there were three penalties Us on top of that that were really critical. I wrote about that, yes, after the game. There was the punt. Most people didn't pay attention in the punt. early In the first half Where Bryce Beringer, I mean, just unloaded one. It was down to the two. Oh, that was huge. Well, Justin White was moving to the line on the kick. So they got to come back and kick it again. It's a shorter kick, and Purdue returns to the 49. That's a 47-yard penalty. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Purdue scores on that drive because you're at midfield. No kidding. Of course, they're going to score. And then, of course, the back-to-back 15-yarders. After Michigan State had tied the game at 21 early in that third quarter, the Chester Kimbrough call I thought was awful. And the targeting
0: thing, look, here's the thing on targeting. No, the, uh, if, the, you, well, if you well, actually, look can at I can it. I just say something really quick on the Kimbrough yeah. one? I don't understand how you can say that it was a late hit if they're not blowing the whistle for yeah. forward progress. <laughs> and he's not out of bounds. To, it's like yeah. Uh, the targeting be, call, look, it was close and I don't get it, you know. But he, it was it was a violent yeah. hit. It was a here's violent the thing.
1: Hit. It was and, and look, football has violent hits. Uh, you're yeah. right. The Kimber one here's the Kim if, if Kimbro stops, then he's here, you know, his coaches are losing their mind. Right. So he's in a terrible spot. It's a bad call what I'm learning about this targeting call is that I'd say 95% of them are just bad luck Yeah. because Simeon Barrow did nothing to, you know, he, there's no way he was intentionally doing any of that. And it was just bad luck of where the runner, the quarterback at that time happened to yeah. come down and the crown of his helmet hit the guy's face. Right. He didn't lo- he never really lowered his head. He's just playing. Nope. And the, is where the guy ends up you know so when you see the video you know the replay and you see well the guy's face gets smashed back by his helmet yeah it's hard to to overturn it but then you're looking and saying well none of that was done intentionally
0: none of it was so uh, you're you're like it's just you know i think and that's where i go back to that's where i go back to the whole ejection thing because the ejection the ejection angle of targeting gives the false narrative that this is an intentional dirty hit and nine times out of ten it's not, and I get not it, only, yes, but yeah. by the letter of the law, yeah, that's targeting. Did he do it intentionally? Should he be ejected from the game? No, he shouldn't. You know, I just uh, That's that's my problem with targeting. It gives this false narrative that every targeting hit is somehow this intentional gross misconduct on the field, and I just don't, don't believe that's the case. Now, my biggest problem is, yeah, again, you lose I don't a guy, think, though. I don't I mean, think either one, I'm not necessarily convinced that either one of those costs in the game. Again, I think they got well, beat by a better team yeah. yesterday it, doesn't cost, the the right, it yeah. doesn't cost them the game you're right it
1: doesn't cost them the game and my point in bringing it up wasn't say oh see the rest right. did this but it's right. like you just tied the game you're you know you had the turnover tied the game you feel like okay we've got this thing back to even and then you're roughly at midfield and you could get the two penalties in a row and now it's at the 25 or whatever the heck it's at 20 and of course they score a touchdown so it just felt like oh it's even big. when I mean, you it, were doing something at the time yeah even yeah. when you're doing things right you, you evened it up and now you're right back to where you started. You know, you know so mo- it,
0: momentum momentum is so big in football. I think that's such a passionate emotional yeah. sport. And you saw it with Michigan State. I mean when Michigan State got within eight last week, you just had a feeling they were going to win the game. Um you know they get they tie the game quickly yesterday and you're like okay and then all of a sudden the air is sucked yeah. out by by some mistakes and and uh you know it goes the other way and all of a sudden you're stalled a little bit. Um, you know,
1: it definitely had a different feel. You're, you're sure right. it had oh, a different feel all know. day, yeah. you
0: know. Honestly, it just had a different feel uh, kind of a little pit in my stomach. Not saying I'm rooting, but I just felt like there was a little pit in my stomach when I saw the left handed kicker come left footed kicker come out. <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why, but it was all it was a surprise and it was a miss. And it was just like, I was at that point, I'm like. Oh crap! <laughs> like this just didn't feel right, you know. Because yeah. Coglin has been there for twenty years; he's working on his eighth <laughs> master's degree, you know, and he's so steady. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wow! And then the kid misses it, you know. And, and it was kind of rushed; it wasn't his fault. I don't think.
1: Speaking of all the injuries, by the way, he also had a cast on his right hand.
0: I, he did. He comes well, out there. Not yeah. that it mattered,
1: but uh, I was yeah, like what? What, uh, what the hell uh, happened in practice yeah. this week? Well, My speaking goodness. of
0: injuries, do we know anything about Coglin and do we know anything? No.
1: About this is the thing. You know, Mel Tucker, very, very insightful stuff on injuries. Um, Coglin, of course, is sore and will be ready when he's ready. Jarrett Horst will be – oh, that's right. He'll be ready when he's ready. Um, and last week, Jalen Naylor, I believe, was going to be ready when he's ready. Now, Naylor, I think the, the hope, the goal was to have him back by Ohio State. I don't know if that changes at this point. Obviously, it's his f- finger or fingers on that hand, so – you know, if he plays any other position, he could probably play. Uh, but, of course, he's a receiver. So, you know, it's a little thin right now. They've got a few other guys banged up in that secondary. Brantley got hurt. Williams is hurt. Lowry's hurt. But, you know, is what it is at this point. Part of the game.
0: And so someone made a good point yesterday. Uh, and this is going to be a dicey issue that's going to have to be figured out. Uh, but Michigan State was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And there, again, Michigan State was the most heavily bet on team across the country. This is the second week in a row. Um, so all the money Vegas lost last week by Michigan they State, they got back basically. <laughs> um, but some people point out that without these accurate injury reports, betting is a problem. You know, yeah. like that's why the you know the NFL and the, I mean all these leagues regulate what you have to share. And I wonder if we're going to get to the point where college coaches are going to have to be a little bit more upfront with what I know that there's college HIPAA rules, but availability wise, there's um, been talk, if, there's been talk you know, about that over the last few years. And I mean, it's a big coach, deal when there's millions yeah. of dollars at stake. I mean, it's regulated in the, in the yeah. pros and you got to believe it's coming uh, some coaches legalized. With, so all yeah. over the place,
1: some of the coaches who've been in the NFL, I know Harbaugh was asked about it a couple of years ago. Like the NFL experienced guys don't seem to have an issue with it. They're like, yeah. well, whatever. Um, these other guys that have been around college forever. They don't think you should, you know, even know if they tied their shoes or not because they're paranoid about it. So,
0: right.
1: um, we'll see. But that has been discussed. I don't know. Now that betting is becoming obviously this more is, prevalent, yeah, and it's it's a big uh, deal. And uh, well, the first time some league signed some deal with whoever DraftKings right, or whatever, gonna the, then that's
0: going to be the key. And you're seeing colleges. Yeah, I think they're going to try to keep the distance as long as they can. Obviously, all these NIL deals—it's all regulated—that they can't touch the gambling yeah. stuff. And so, like the actual l- money from the g- draft sites or the gambling sites hasn't flooded into programs as far as advertising right. and all that. But but when we see that, you better believe yeah. that they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have to change some stuff because someone that's betting Michigan State by two and a half knowing Coughlin isn't available might go the other way. I mean that's a big deal. Uh so anyway that's yeah. a, that's a topic for another day but uh, Purdue 40 Michigan State 29 uh Michigan State with Maryland. Maryland's going to throw the ball about 80 times coming up so you might yep. want to figure out something this week. I, uh, think about it.
1: The last three teams they play they're all going to I mean, yeah. they've all got pretty decent passing games. Obviously, Ohio State does. I mean, it, You're but, right. you know, Clifford threw for like 380 this week at Penn State, too. And Tungavailoa, I think, was over. might have been, eh, he was three-something. He has a tendency to throw more interceptions. But, yeah, every one of these teams is going to have a decent passing game, and it, it's going to be the same thing for the next three weeks.
0: So. Right. I got a kick out of uh... – of, of Xavier Henderson going, oh yeah, we might need to practice that more. <laughs> I know. Really? It's week, I did hear. Yeah, it's week nine. I mean, I mean, maybe you know, he, a lot of times and these just, college wait, kids they don't get their words out yeah. quite perfectly, and I think he no. probably didn't. Here's the other thing did, too did, with
1: all this this defense stuff. I'm starting to see uh, some people getting worked up with Scotty Hazelton, the defensive coordinator, and a few fire Hazeltons. You know oh, what, people get a freaking grip. This is year one point five of this thing. If you think this is anywhere near. Like what it's gonna be. I'm not saying they become the greatest defense, but you can't judge a guy at this point who they're still building this roster. Just remember, everyone thinks Pat around here thinks Pat Arduzzi is like the defensive guru of all gurus. The first three four years here, people wanted him fired too. You know, it takes some time. Look, give it, give it some time. We're not firing anybody. You have the personnel
0: point. that you have to work with. And yeah. Michigan State clearly is picking their battles on defense yeah. based on their personnel yes do they give up 400 500 yards a game sure do that is that in the in the hundreds in the fps rankings it sure is before yesterday they were averaging giving up 20 points a game which was about 25th 26 in fps right. so clearly they were picking their spots and they were maximizing the personnel that they had to work with and it bit them yesterday by the way if the offense doesn't have a couple of wonders they might end up winning the game and everyone's sitting right. here going Oh, wow. Maybe they will go 12-0, even though they were never going to go 12-0. I mean, I don't believe anybody in their right mind would believe that. But anyway, 40, Purdue, Michigan State, 29. Um, only four unbeatens left, by the way, after Wake Forest also lost yesterday to UNC in a, another high-scoring game. Uh, so, four The so Kenneth Walker
1: left. effect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and UTSA. The four, um, you know, the good news for Cincinnati with Michigan State losing, then um, I don't think Cincinnati will move down in this week's college football playoff rating. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. well, see. Poor Cincinnati. I mean, come on. Can we honestly just get to the 18? Well, I mean, yeah, cuz this is can we, this is a, br- this I mean, Cincinnati will win out probably and will not yeah. be in the playoff again. Probably not. I mean, this is just absurd. We need to fix it. They've been talking about it. They met this week. They the, the powers that be did not come to a resolution, although probably hinting at yeah, we're going to get there eventually probably by 2023, 2024, but poor Cincinnati. Hey, they got game day. So they got that going for them this week. Did so, you
1: like so. Luke Fickle wondering if Gary Pard has even played football? <laughs> and then the dude's won like three national titles. Yeah, I think he's played football. And by yeah. the way, is there a worse job in the world than being the committee chair for like this committee or the basketball committee? Cause no matter
0: what you do, you're a no jerk. Matter, to somebody. No matter what you do, you're a jerk, but <laughs> you just can't take Cincinnati who by the way, beat Notre Dame, who by the way, you consider highly enough of them to put them in the top 10 of your rankings and then you don't put Cincinnati in the top four or five. It's just it's disgraceful. I mean, Adam, especially, disgraceful. especially when you I mean especially when you got a team. I mean, and not that the bottom the twenties matter in the playoff, but when you have Minnesota ranked twentieth, I don't care what they did yesterday against Illinois, where they totally laid an egg. Well, Minnesota sucks. Okay, we know Minnesota <laughs> sucks. No, it's just like I, I they're tied for first. What are you talking about? Yeah, now they are. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, well, that's true, but. I hope Cincinnati, by the grace—I mean, I was pulling for Alabama to uh, for LSU to pull that off yesterday. They had three cracks at it and uh, didn't get it done against Alabama. Just because I just want anything to happen that'll give Cincinnati a fair shake at this thing. But <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. More playoff rankings coming out Tuesday. I don't think they matter much um, in this. Well, the Unless here's Michigan the deal: State goes undefeated. I mean, they do—they do matter. They're yeah. going
1: to matter to some extent. Now, if Michigan or Michigan State, either team runs the table, and including a Big Ten championship game, I mean, right? they'll have a pretty damn good case to make that four-team field. Right. The, uh, the other I just thing don't is...
0: That, I just don't believe that. That's no, I, I don't team,
1: think it's yeah. going to either. What is probably going to matter more to bo- to fans around here for both of these teams is where that final ranking is uh, in, in terms of being in the top 12 and getting a New Year's 6 game. That's going right. to matter. you got to get in that top 12 for that. They're probably both going to hover around the same spot and I know Michigan State fans are already panicking that they're going to get ranked below Michigan just because that's how it happens. Um, just let it play out, folks. But that's – so there is going to be some interest to at least pay attention the next three weeks to see where that all shakes out in terms of, you know, your bowl slotting and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. you know, it's not not like last week when we went hey, where are you at? But it's, it's still worth paying attention to a little bit here.
0: Right, right. Well, those come out Tuesday. So – uh, Michigan State with Maryland at four o'clock, and then Ohio State and Penn State to finish the season. Michigan with Penn State at noon, and then Maryland and Ohio State of their own to finish the season. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. You're just miserable about it. I know. <laughs> I know. Four, third, world, third world problems for sure. Yeah, but right. uh, anyway, so we're, wrap, we're getting close to being the end here. So we'll, uh, we'll see how the shakes out. But look, again, they weren't going to go 12 0. And they were due for this. It was going to catch up to them. You know, I mean, if you, you play with fire, you will get burned eventually, and this is exactly what happened. Um, it wasn't a letdown. I agree with you 100%. This wasn't a Michigan State of old. They were in this game when they shouldn't have been. I mean, they they just they, – their defense just got annihilated yesterday, yeah. and Michigan State still had a chance um, to somehow pluck this thing off, if not for a few, a few bad uh, execution plays and a couple penalties that really hurt them. So – Plus, if um, we really
1: want to, we really want to get a debate stirring. Is this a football school or a basketball school? Because basketball season's starting, baby. Yeah, Tuesday no night.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know you're going to be in the Bahamas while I'm going to be at Spartan no. Stadium covering the Penn State Michigan State game. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. But Tuesday, will go be go cover be your go cover your meaningless early season basketball, and I'll, I'll cover <laughs> your butt in pen, in, for the Penn State regular season finale where Michigan State can play for the Rose Bowl. But yeah, you go. You go down there and have a good time down at the Bahamas. You enjoy some we'll uh, coconuts or pineapple juice or whatever you want to, you know, hey, drink with so some pretty you know, little umbrella in it.
1: No, that's still up in the air. Just yeah, so you know. know, but anyway, but yes,
0: right. no, they start
1: Tuesday at the Champions against Kansas. So we'll, we'll
0: yeah, get a, it'll we'll be get a taste of. It'll be fun to see some Michigan State basketball, and Michigan basketball coming up. Yeah, season starts Tuesday. A lot of. Uh, well, Action on that front. We'll talk more about basketball um, after we see him play a little bit, but uh, we're going to wrap it there. Um, I know you've got a long couple days, and you. Uh, but so uh, just check out Matt's uh, recap coverage at DetroitNews.com. He's got his Big Ten power rankings. He's got Michigan ranked, by the way, ahead of Michigan State, um, uh, which is interesting. Dude, they've, been a, they've been a coin flip for the last yeah. five weeks. What, you yeah. know, what a- no, that's fair. And, yeah, he's got Ohio State 1, Michigan 2, Michigan State 3, and Purdue 4. Um, so check out those at DetroitNews.com and you can check out all Angelique's coverage uh, covering the U of M and um, Neo and Wojo, Wojo with this hilarious um, picks column every week so it's, it's so funny, he tells you how funny it is, so. Hilarious uh, in his own mind. Yes, yes, he's the best so check it all out at DetroitNews.com, you follow Matt on Twitter and Matt Charbonneau, follow me on Twitter at Paul 1984 Matthew that'll do it for a Sunday we'll do yep. this again next week. Very good see ya!